Thanks a lot for joining us. It is a Monday, and oh man, what a beautiful weekend it was. Did you make it up uh, to the Marcus Cider Fest over the weekend? They had a nice parade and everything going on there at Marcus. And oh man, for fall weather, the whole weekend was absolutely fabulous. Hope that you enjoyed it. I'm Eric Carpenter, and this is KCVL KCRK. Well, we have uh, quite a few uh, things going on all around the area this week, and uh, enough to keep you busy. I'm uh, pretty, pretty sure of that, and uh, tell you uh, if uh, if you want, if you are a child care provider. The state of Washington, they have a child care provider program to help retain good workers. The Department of Children, Youth, and Families launching a non-competitive workforce retention grant. It uh, allows a one-time payment to on-site child care workers. The applications, they are available now through October 20th. And uh, they will divide grant funding evenly among the eligible child care workers across all the applications. They want to try and keep child care workers in the workforce, providing quality child care. The stabilization grant to support providers and stabilize the child care industry. So um, licensed family home providers... For child care workers, something you might want to take a look at because it is non-competitive. They will just take uh, all the applications and, and divvy up the money. Hi, this is Sarah from Reimagined Home in beautiful downtown Colville. We are your premier one-stop shop for flooring, blinds, home decor, furniture, locally made gifts, and so much more. Everything you need to turn your house into your dream home. We carry Annie Sloan chalk paint, the one and only true chalk paint. We also offer custom painting and fun workshops. Come check us out at 108 South Main in Colville or give us a call at 509-684-4673. Coming up on Tuesday, there is another open house if you want to learn more about the proposed big apartment building to be built by Rural Resources and Catholic Charities. Now, there's two events going on. One... Uh, Catholic Charities and Rural Resources is putting on a lunch, and that lunch is by invite for those who support the apartment complex. Uh, 
And then there is an evening event for people that just want to get more information. My name is Molly Sanchez. I am the Housing Communications Manager at Catholic Charities Eastern Washington. And we are going to be in Caldwell Tuesday evening, October 4th, in partnership with Rural Resources Community Action. And we are holding a community informational open house about the Caldwell Family Haven Project which is a supportive family housing community that we will be looking to bring to the community the next year or so. And we held one of these events earlier in the year in May, and it was really successful. And what we do there is have some stations set up based on different topics of information. So people can come in anytime between 5.30 and 7. There's not a set start time. Visit the different informational stations, depending on what their interest and what their questions are. And then they'll have an opportunity if they want to leave some feedback or questions that they would like us to follow up on. We just really want to be able to have a dialogue, answer questions, and make sure folks really get a good understanding about how this program will address family homelessness in Colville. The different stations that we're planning to have set up, one that's about the project logistics, where the location is, what's the timing, and all of those kinds of things. How big is the project? Why is it that big? All of those kinds of questions that have been hearing in the community. We'll have a station that talks about what are the wraparound services that are available to families who will be living in Colville Family Haven, and those are being coordinated through Rural Resources Community Action and other community service providers. So we'll have some information about that where folks can find out more. And we're going to have a station as well that has folks from Gonzaga Family Haven here in Spokane, which is kind of an example of what Colville Family Haven, how that model works. So people can kind of talk to folks that are involved in that project and get a better understanding of how they kind of work in real life. And then we'll have a station where people, again, can offer feedback and share thoughts and help guide our thinking on the project as well. So we just appreciate these opportunities to share out information, but also hear information from the community. There's nothing in the design that's changed or anything like that. There's information about more than anything, the timing has changed. I think our original hope was that construction would begin this fall. And it looks like that's going to be pushed out probably till next spring. But those are some of the things that we want to just be able to bring in terms of the most current information. And we know that there are folks who maybe haven't heard anything about Caldwell Family Haven. And so they can come and get a really general understanding of the project. All right. General understanding is they've got to convince the Colville Planning Commission and the Colville City Council to allow this uh urban-type mixed-use zoning for this project to continue right now. So so if you're one of the uh, strong supporters of this uh, government housing project, you uh, no doubt have been invited to the luncheon that is on Tuesday. And if you're like all the rest of the people, uh, you are invited to be there that 5.30 till 7 o'clock. That is uh, coming up down at the Ag Trade Center. 
experience, technology, satisfaction, a written warranty, and over 30 years' experience. That's what makes Davis Auto Rebuild stand out from the rest. At Davis Auto Rebuild, customers are our number one priority, and we realize how difficult it is to be without your vehicle. So we make it easier for you with loaner and rental cars, and also help with your insurance claims. Call Davis Auto Rebuild at 684-3137 or stop in at 1175 South Main in Colville and see the Davis Auto Rebuild difference. A lot of attention uh, this past week with the Stevens County Coroner's Office. Last week we had uh, reports from the meeting with the commissioners after a wage complaint by the deputy coroner resulted in a change to a salary-exempt position. Well, today... We hear from a budget amendment meeting. This occurred way back in April. That's when Lori Larson, Stevens County Auditor, talked with the commissioners regarding the matrix for that position and the pay. Following the comments from the auditor, you will hear the commissioner's response to the Stevens County coroner's request for change in the deputy's coroner's pay. Lori Larson, Stevens County Auditor. I'm curious as to whether the board has reviewed the concept of just the overall staffing model and having someone on call or those extended hours and the impact on potential claims they might make for overtime vis-a-vis whether they're exempt or non-exempt, and whether that's preceded this discussion. It was something that was raised in passing over the last few weeks, and I myself have not dug into that, but in my capacity of being the auditor and making sure to the extent that I can contribute to an HR scenario, have we contemplated the potential liability of having staff that are making those wages that don't make that exempt be responsible for call time? Has that factored in? Go ahead, Wes. So I'm going to say we have looked at some of that. We've had those conversations in the past. All right. I mean, this is not the first time we've reevaluated how this department is staffed over the years that I've been here, which is a little longer than Lori. There have been multiple changes to the structure and how it's working. To me, this is another reevaluation of do we restructure based on how many deputies are available and and the idea of, do I have enough deputies to get out there on the scene? I would encourage the, the board to make their determination on this budget item in light of those questions. And if those are not answerable right now, it would be my request as auditor that that be considered and factored in. I'm gonna say I'm torn. Just no doubt about it, I am torn. We have given every other office a chief deputy. So in one respect, I understand that. I have some heartburn over the fact that after we set a budget where we have a major deficit coming in, we're now getting in the discussion of the coroner's office having to have a chief deputy that's set at or above what all majority of the other offices are paying for a chief deputy. I get the credentials, I understand that. I also look at the call volume you gave me and notice that between the deputy had that made half of all the calls that were there, 
30 scenes, or your deputy, the ones that are on call, if they're available, they're available, 16 calls, you're at 14. I understand that there's a lot of other work that goes on in the office. There's a lot to all that. But having set the budget where it was um, for the year, and knowing that we are in a, a cycle coming forward that I'm not sure we're going to have a lot more money to spend, I guess I'm not in favor of moving forward with spending $28,000 more to hire someone that's got these kind of qualifications when, you know, I've heard testimony that said, well, we need somebody with medical experience. You've got that. You haven't used that before. Your ability to have other deputy corners is still there on an on-call basis. I guess I'm not convinced that hiring one person to hire everything that's medically qualified is going to be in the best benefit of the taxpayer overall in the cost of the office at this point. That doesn't mean I'm closed to the discussion in the future. I just don't feel comfortable in the middle of a year where looking at the numbers we have in the first quarter come in, other revenues being down. If it weren't for ARPA, we'd be in deep trouble right now with the way things are looking in the economy. And I'm not, I'm not comfortable doing this at this time, but I will say I'm not opposed to looking at it again or having more discussions. That's where I'm sitting. Mark? I'm also opposed to it, an increase. And to speak to Brett's uh, comment about firefighters and ambulance people, these people in those roles where they're making their full-time wage watching Andy Griffith, as you said, and eating whatever, their movements are completely restricted. They are at work. Yours, in your case, you are not. You can travel about. You can be hours away. I don't know what the time response is set for you, if there is one set for you, but yours would be similar to in a response time only to someone that works for the light department in a city. They can be an hour or two away, but they're just slightly restricted. The more restricted your movements are and your actions are, the closer it ratchets up to that full-time pay. But in your case, it doesn't. So you're more like an on-call, like a couple bucks an hour, say, as a, just an example. I'm opposed to it as well. It seemed like most of the comparables we've seen for other light counties, they were, weren't quite at 65,000. They were a little bit less. So to me, depending on the call volume and how this goes, I know we want to get the most qualified people we can for the county. I mean, the citizens are what we're here for. So, I mean, that's like what Wes said. I'm a little torn about how to accomplish this if we need a chief deputy here in the county, you know, if we have to try to recruit, retain people, that's been one of the hardest things we've had to do since I've taken office is keep people working here. So. All right. There you have the uh, discussion as it went on with uh, Stevens County, the commissioners, the auditor, the concern way back before any complaints to the state or things like that. This, uh, again, at a meeting with the commissioners about that deputy coroner uh, position back in April. Again, Labor and Industry did rule uh, against the county 
And uh, at this point, the county making that uh, pos- that position as a salaried exempt position. Looking for a little comfort in your life? Call the expert, your carrier dealer. Carrier dealers are the authorities at getting peak performance from your heating and cooling system. So call your carrier dealer first. He has ways of making you very comfortable. Carrier, turn to the experts at ABC Heating and Electric in Colville at 411 West 2nd. Or call Deb for an appointment at 684-2018 or go to abc-heating.com. State Senator Mike Padden. He says a shorter sentence for the man who initially got life for killing his girlfriend in a car crash is a travesty. Senator Mike Padden says Robert Jackson's resentencing from life to 33 years is the result of a Democrat bill that weakened the state's three strikes law. Victims are being re-victimized, re-traumatized. It's really an abomination in my view. The Spokane Valley Republican says the fact that Jackson, a repeat offender, killed Lindsey Hill in a DUI wreck after the state mistakenly released him from prison is especially appalling. He was only out a short time, then he commits vehicular homicide. His girl girlfriend is killed, he runs off, and her 13-year-old son discovers the body. Jackson was among about 3,000 convicted felons who were released from prison early due to a computer programming mistake. Patton says Jackson is a symbol of both Department of Corrections negligence and a misguided effort in the legislature to reduce sentences and get felons back on the streets. I'm Tracy Ellis. We love our pets. Accidents and messes included. Shaw Floor's Pet Perfect Carpet helps you love confidently with protection from everyday messes and odors. Designed with the whole family in mind, Pet Perfect features built-in protection from staining, fading, and pet hair. Make tails wag with Shaw Floor's Pet Perfect. Designed for you, perfect for your pet. Find at LMK Floors in Caldwell, Washington. Well, inflation, you can expect even more of it. Washington State, they have announced the minimum wage in Washington will go to fifteen seventy-four an hour in January. That will be a dollar and a quarter higher than it is right now. That rise, they say, is linked to the cost of common goods. They define that as housing, food, medical care. The uh, state uh, law directs labor and industry to calculate the minimum wage for the coming year. Well, that minimum wage will also affect the overtime exempt folks. The uh, labor and industry says the minimum salary requirement for employees who are exempt from receiving overtime pay, the minimum salaries, a multiplier of minimum wage, they put that at 1.75 times the minimum wage. That means an employee exempt from overtime has to earn at least $1,101 a week, $57,293 a year comes into effect as uh, 
the county is wrestling with uh, who is overtime exempt and is on that uh, 1.7 times and 1.75 times the minimum wage. Well, with the days getting shorter, it's time to bring in some new lighting to your home at Sandra's Furniture. Our fall specials include lamps and artwork, 15% off, and warm up your space with new area rugs, now 10 to 15% off. Plus, Big Al's Coffee Shop has the fall specials you need with chai lattes, teas, and local James beef jerky back in stock. Shop the fall specials at Saunders Furniture, 279 South Main Street, downtown Colville. Well, the fence is going up around Camp Hope, the big homeless area on Department of Transportation land in Spokane. They've had a new outbreak of COVID-19 at the Trent Homeless Shelter. And there is a, a shelter down in Spokane, 2nd and Monroe. The city has shut down. So it's been a very busy week for the homeless in the Spokane area. A closed sign hanging on the front door of God's Love International. Ronald Nelson running that shelter. It was shut down by the city of Spokane. A fire marshal led an inspection of that building. He found a variety of code violations. The uh, One of the critical parts of why that shelter was shut down is Ronald Nelson uh, was living there with the homeless and apparently to you fall under a whole different category of city regulations if uh, someone lives there. You can have the homeless spending the night there, but uh, the director of this shelter was was living there, so the city shut it down. So uh, 72 people put out on the street uh, by that action. So we'll see how the new homeless area works for Colville. It is all but ready to open. We'll be opening soon, the fencing and the... Uh, um, Slats in the fencing, about uh, all done. City working out some final details on the rules and regulations on that. In the uh, meantime, the sheriff in Spokane County still says he plans on clearing out the uh, big Camp Hope area because they've had so many law enforcement calls, 911 calls on issues relating to that. But uh, at this point, the plans are still to get the fence up around that big homeless encampment. A forest health message to all timber landowners. Insects, disease, and suppressed stands of timber have created an unhealthy forest environment that is susceptible to wildfire. Forest health is a concern to our community and to us at Vaughan Brothers Lumber. To discuss the possible options available for your timberland, call our experienced forestry team 
at 509-684-5071 for a free on-site consultation or look us up on the web at www.vagenbrothers.com. All right, high school sports. We've got volleyball coming up on Tuesday. That'll be Colville Freeman Volleyball. Going to be a tough match for uh, Colville. That's Tuesday. Thursday, we will have volleyball. That'll be St. George and Kettle Falls. Football Friday. That is going to be Colville Freeman. A 7 o'clock game. I'll tell you what. Colville this year has got quite the football team. Colville defeating the visiting Medical Lake this last Friday, 54-0. We had that game on KCVL. Colville at Freeman Friday. We'll have it on the radio at 7 o'clock. Couple volleyball matches this week on KCVL and then Friday night, high school football. Robbie Ray tagged for home runs and the Mariners' hopes of hosting the American League Wild Card Series took a big blow. There was a 10-3 loss to the Oakland Athletics. Seattle's loss, Toronto, they had a victory over Houston. That put the Blue Jays two and a half games ahead of Seattle for the top wild card spot. Top wildcard team gets home field advantage for the three-game series. Detroit Tigers rounds out the regular season. They play tonight, the Mariners and Detroit. Detroit, they are looking to continue their three-game road winning streak. Tonight's game, the fourth meeting of the season between these teams. On Sunday morning, Geno Smith threw two touchdown passes, ran for a score. The Seahawks, they held off the Detroit Lions 48-45. Seahawks stopped on a third down late in the third quarter, but the play clock wasn't set properly. So Seattle took advantage of a second chance on Detroit's unorganized defense, and Rashad Penny had a 36-yard touchdown run. Uh, Seattle and Geno Smith looked fabulous on offense. Uh, Special teams and defense, uh, they better have a good week of practice. Going to take on New Orleans. It'll be another road game early in the morning Sunday. Cameron Ward threw for 343 yards Saturday, three touchdowns. The Cougars beat California 28 to 9. Ward was intercepted twice in the end zone. Renard Bell caught eight passes, 115 yards, and a touchdown for Washington State. Now four and one. Well, they played four of their first five games at home. The Cougars are on the road Saturday. It's going to be down in California. Take on USC. And a victory there would be fabulous, wouldn't it? We'll have WSU Cougar football Saturday 
That'll be on KCVL. Today's local weather forecast brought to you by Tri-County Stove and Spa featuring Quadrifier wood pellet gas stoves and fireplaces. Enjoy the beauty and efficiency of a Quadrifier heating stove in your home. Visit Tri-County Stove and Spa, 2088 North Highway. An afternoon high today, beautiful sunny skies, 79 degrees. An overnight low of 41 80 on Tuesday. On Wednesday, 80 degrees. 80 on Thursday. 79 on Friday. Saturday, still sunshine and 77 on Sunday. And you couldn't ask for any better nice fall weather. Tri-County Stove and Spa, locally crafted gifts and home decor. They've got it right there in the store. You want to find out all about Quadrifier columns, 509-684-2000 for all the information at Tri-County Stove and Spa. I look out the window right now. It looks like it is just going to be beautiful out there. Enjoy your Monday. I'm Eric Carpenter, and this is KCVL, KCRK.